Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jesus and Juliet. I am here again with Elizabeth Bernhardt, and we are going to hear from her. It's funny because we started this together. She was my first guest. <laughs> um, so special. Uh, anyway, it's been... Well, I haven't really done that many episodes, but I feel like it's been... A journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, she came here and was like, oh, you have new mics. And last time we were filming. So this is very different. But I, last time you were on, you talked to me and we kind of got the gist of my story, I guess. Mm-hmm. But now I want to hear about your story. And it's, uh, it's a good one. So buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Kind of, so you said that you had been interested in theater from a young age. Yeah. What did that look like for you? Well, I'm trying to think when it started. I think the the first show I remember just being completely blown away by was actually uh, Austin Shakespeare in in Zilker Park did Twelfth Night. Mm -hmm. And we went to go see it. And then we went to see it again. And I think we took my cousins a third time or something like that. And I just, I don't know, it there's something so elevated about it. It feels bigger and grander than normal life. And it was something that I just really, really wanted to be able to be inside that circle of magic. Yeah. 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 And also, because I know this, you were raised Christian. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, you're already Christian. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. yeah. I don't remember not being Christian. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember not believing. Right. Okay. So then... You had interest. Did you do shows as a kid or you just love to watch them? Well, I always tried to. So it's kind of funny. I, uh, I would ask my mom to look in the newspaper for auditions and she oh, never wow. found any. Yeah. I don't know if that was real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to drive you to this. <laughs> I kept asking her. Yeah. She said there were never any. Uh, I don't know. And That's then so there was some kind of like Lutheran video series about Martin Luther. We're Lutheran. So like they were doing it at Concordia University and we all went to the audition because I wanted to go and everyone in my family got cast except me. So I had to what? watch them all on screen no. playing like people at Martin Luther and Catherine Luther's table or whatever. Oh and gosh. I had to watch it. <laughs> That's like, so sad. How is this fair? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah. But I always, I mean, yeah, I wanted to be a marine biologist too. Like everybody has all these different dreams as a kid, yeah. but I think acting was really strong from early. I feel like every girl wants to do something with the animals. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dolphins. Any, yeah. Very plastic sort of animal. Right. From Austin. I wanted to be a right. dolphin trainer. Um, so I said this before, but we met in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, we went to elementary school. Oh, said. that's right. We went to elementary school. But we don't school. remember. Or you do. I do. <laughs> I do. You don't. Um, <laughs> good, good relationship. <laughs> um, so, but then, right. So then we, my, my, I remember you being in elementary school, but my first memories from you, my actual, my first memory from you, I remember is in a good show circle right before going on stage. Oh my I don't goodness. remember what show oh. it is, but we were in a circle together. <gasps> That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Um, Guys and dolls, maybe. I wasn't in Guys and Dolls. Oh, you weren't. Um, no. What else was that? Playing for Time? No. No. Because that's the show that I wanted to be in. <laughs> but I was cast in a... Um, like a student-directed show. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know how they would come, not student directed. It's like where they oh. come from college oh. to direct shows and teach. Mm, and okay. they have the auditions all at the same time. And I ended up getting cast in, in that show. Oh, um, cool. No, it wasn't. What would it have been? I don't know. Maybe it was a senior directed show or something. Kentucky Cycle. Mm, I saw it. I loved it. Wasn't in it. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> well, some random good okay. show circle <laughs> happened so, to both me. Maybe we're just all in a circle <laughs> talking. <laughs> we, just, we were just all hanging out and I'm like, oh, the show circle. Okay. <laughs> um, so what, like when you were in high school, you were in choir. Mm-hmm. What, what? like drew you to theater or what's the first thing you auditioned for? Like how did that kind of start? Yeah. Um, I think wanting to be in Bowie high school theater started when I was in middle school and I went to see shows and just, I was oh. over the moon. I was over the moon about what they were doing on stage. And then, um, but then I was in band, got into marching band, got like, that's takes over your life. So I did that, but was really more interested in choir. And so I joined that kind of away from my family's tradition of everybody being in band. I decided I want to be in choir. So I joined that and that had more theater people in it. And, um, and so I think I might have auditioned early on in high school for something and it didn't work out or something. But eventually I circled around to where by senior year I was doing choir and theater and I wasn't doing band anymore. Um, so yeah. So senior year was your first year doing shows? No, but I was a little bit later than everybody else because I was so focused on band. I think I got into theater more maybe like at least sophomore, junior, senior, if, okay. you know, not freshman like as much. Like in the classes too. Yeah. And okay. I, yeah, I took one or two classes in theater. I was just trying to spread myself overall and I was really into German. Right. So there was just a lot going on, but, okay. um, but yeah, it was more, I got more into choir and theater junior senior year and that was actually a big choice personally because again I think like my everybody in my family had been in band and like that was the thing to do like I almost did I did dance team in middle school almost did dance team I like tried out for silver stars but um but I was like band or silver stars and went with band and that kind of became the thing and so I think for me quitting band that was a big step out into like this is what I actually want to do not just like what my family does but this is what you know this is what I want to do okay so you graduate Mm mm-hmm at that point, were you like, I'm all about, I want to do acting or did you want to do something else? Like- yeah. Um, so I went to A&M and I was really conflicted about my major and I kept wanting to do theater, but I just kept, the big word for me was impractical. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't seem like right. a practical career yeah. choice. Um, but it was funny cause my, uh, I kept, my heart kept pining for it. You know, right. like I took. I forced my way into a beginning acting class because I really, really wanted to do it. And I would, I would go to the theater call boards and and look at them and look at all the auditions and go, "Ah, I just, I have homework. Like I don't have time. You know, I just was like, I was very into being a good student. Right. And so I was very pulled away from it, but it kept coming back. So like I was a German minor and I made sure to take German drama and then they cast our show and I was the lead in our German language production of Faust and some theater major came to see it and was like, you're really good, you know? And that was when I started going, no, this is actually what I want. This is what I want to do. So, right. Yeah. And then, um, how did New York happen? Okay. So yeah, it's a very winding journey. So we, (laughs) sorry. So, it's just it's a story of like obstacles being overcome I guess um we decided Chris and I had decided that we wanted to 
well, when we were dating, he wanted to do Peace Corps. I wanted to do mission work overseas. And so, but we went to Dallas. I got into acting and I got an agent and I was like, okay, this is where I want to start building my career. But then his desire to go do Peace Corps started kicking up again. And um, by this time I was like, no, I want to stay here and do acting. But um, I really needed to start, like you're only married a year at that point, And I had to start thinking, well, what, what does somebody else want? Like, it's not right. just about me. Um, and so there was, it was a really difficult decision to decide to go overseas, but we went overseas as missionaries for two years. And then, but even there I was researching Hollywood. I was researching, you know, like, how can I, like, I was reading like your first year in Hollywood and trying to, you know, like plan my, my route back. Um, and how I would do that when we got back, um, back to the States. So did you know, like when we come back, I'm moving to Hollywood. Oh, that was our plan. Okay. Our plan and was And he was to... all about it too. No. No. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Um, he really wanted to stay there. And uh, he, like Chris was coming up into leadership. It was, a, it was this time in his life that was really important because he has tons of leadership abilities and they were being recognized and kind right. of brought out yeah. in a new way. And, um, and he was offered a job over there. And I'm trying not to say where it was just for yeah. protection. But... Um, but he was offered a job over there. And so, uh, it was a difficult decision to decide to come back. And it, it was a messy time in our marriage yeah, yeah. for that because it really was our first time. I mean, moves are stressful. Competing desires are stressful. Mm-hmm. But when it involves like, this is my passion. This mm-hmm. is, are we going to stay in this country? Are we going to go back mm-hmm. to our home country? It's just huge decisions. And we'd only been married a little bit. And both of you had passions that were in completely different places. We're both really we're passionate. Of, yeah. <laughs> wild things like do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like really really big not just like I want to be a marketing whatever <laughs> like, you know? well, how will we work out that hour in the yeah. afternoon no it yeah. was like which country will yeah. we be in yeah and and like and it and it's hard when you're newly married and this is good to talk to I think for any actor or any just anybody new to marriage but um is that I think the the message in acting is often follow your dreams and we just, we say, follow your dreams. And we talk about the word dreams. But yeah. when we say, follow your dreams, like yeah. we're, we're being kind of selfish. Right. Exactly. You know, not that you can't, I mean, yeah. it's important, but there are right. other people's dreams to consider. And right. so that has been um, something I've had to learn over time. Because yeah. it just made me pretty angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do yeah. I have to think about this? Um, and so what we ended up doing was we finished out our contract there and we went back over or back to the States and lived with my parents and his parents for the summer yeah. um, trying to find our next step. So he applied for jobs in LA, like 17 of them and nothing happened. And so um, he started, it was really weird. So I started looking at New York cause that was another place I'd always wanted to live. Like since I'd read some babysitters club book right, yeah. <laughs> about New York, you know, like a long time ago. <laughs> um, and, and that's the other acting Mecca, you know? And so, uh, and I had a real desire to live there. So he, I was trying to help him with the job search and I went online and there was a monster.com career fair, which is the most generic thing yeah. that you can think of to get a job. But, um, for some reason, something in my spirit was like, I think he should be there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he, we got him a plane ticket and he flew out to this career fair and it was, um, right after the, um, financial crisis hit like mm-hmm. a week or two after. And mm-hmm. so he went to this career fair and there were all these people in New York that had just lost their jobs that were lined up around the block he got there early and it was like halfway around a manhattan city block of people that had just lost like financial jobs or like steady work and um and he had anyway this is getting a little off subject but he went in and he got a job from that and he's still in that job so in their headquartered in new york yeah and um 
So we moved there. And that was when I really tried to get serious about trying to make it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're going. Yeah. Yeah. So that was me um, kind of feeling like I had a chance to try to make it. Yeah. So we went to New York and uh, hmm, how, how do I like trying to think the best way to start into that? So, you know, I went with big dreams. So I was thinking at this point, because I had spent undergrad being like, it's impractical. I didn't have a theater major and I was in New York and I was confronted with, you know, and I had already um, halfway through being overseas, we, I had decided to fly back to the States and try to audition for grad school programs um, for MFAs because I, I saw this is what I really want. Like I need to get trained. I know I have raw talent, but I need to train it. I need to hone it. And I would, I, this is what I need to become the actor I want to be and, um, and be able to work in this in a way that I feel like is professional and high quality. So, um, so I'd flown back and just like slammed with rejection, yeah. like flew back overseas. Um, a month away from my kind of new husband at that time. It was, I was so upset. Like the plane ride to uh, the States, I lost my wedding rings and I was so emotional about, you know, just, I had never been away from him that long at that point. And, um, and I was putting myself on the line in a way that I was just kind of going, well, somebody's got to make it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and, but without really the training behind me or, you know, support from professors from undergrad, because I didn't have theater professors except one. So, um, so I went and, uh, I did have my acting teacher from Dallas. So I, I flew from where we were over to LA, over to, uh, Salt Lake city, Utah, drove to Sundance film festival where she was because mm-hmm. she's in Robert Redford's acting company. And so I met with her and did my audition. She did the best she could to coach me. Then I flew from there to New York and did, um, Erda's. I did the yeah, if you're not in this industry, University Resident Theater Association audition. So it's like basically a bunch of the schools that have these grad programs come together and do okay. unified auditions. So I did Erda's and it was so difficult and so emotional. I went to, um, I was just, I'm going to put it all on the line. Like these are the schools that are good. So I went to the Brown audition. I went to the Yale audition. I went to uh, I don't remember. I just tried for all the best and for Erda's yeah. conglomerate auditions and um, nothing. I got yeah. nine rejection letters yeah. <laughs> and nothing from You're Erda. Like, nice. It was great. <laughs> and I flew back to China. But I think um, so at that point, I think my husband and his family were like, well, that's a sign that acting right, is not for yeah. you. But that's really my heart was in such a different place in my mind because I went, you know what? I still want to do this, which is weird. Like I and I know that that's the business. I know that rejection mm-hmm. is the business. Mm-hmm. The whole time I was praying a lot and journaling a lot Mm -hmm. and talking to people I trusted a lot. And I think all of that was guiding the decisions I was making because it was incredibly important to me to not follow my passion, but to go, God, is this what you want for me? Mm -hmm. And that was, and and so at every step I was asking those kinds of questions and and I wasn't just praying, please make me successful. I was praying, please help me to do your will. Mm -hmm. And, and I kept going and I, and there are so many times throughout this process of trying to figure out what I'm doing as an actor where I've just kind of had to stop and be like God I'm gonna sort of be like Abraham and put this thing that matters a lot to me on the altar and say like kill it if you need to right um because I this can easily become an idol this can easily become everything yeah um because it's so attractive and it's so full of emotion and it's so all-encompassing when you when you act um that yeah, it's it. I have to consistently check my soul. Mm-hmm. So that was happening then too. Yeah, 
trying to write a book about all of this, which we'll get into later, but um, it's, it's forced me to sort of hash out. It's been like one gigantic journaling session where I go, what is the issue? Like, why does this feel like it's just so tangled up with, with things for me? And I think a lot of it is just a worship issue. It's, right. um, am I worshiping acting in this experience or am I worshiping God with it? Right. And right. that's been a really, yeah. uh, it's something I have to keep parsing out with God and let mm-hmm. him teach yeah. me and mold me. Right. Because I absolutely have idolized it. Yeah. <laughs> Still do, probably. Yeah. Today I will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. Exactly. So I got nine rejection letters on the um, tour of MFAs and then went back to where we were living and spent another year there doing our second year of contract or our second contract and then um, came back, ended up in New York and then was just going, okay, well, this is my chance to make it. And uh, Chris had study work, which is a, was a big advantage for me because while I was trying to piece together at one point, I think I had three part-time jobs. It still wasn't all on my shoulders and in New York, that's so hard if it is. And so, uh, I could see that I had an advantage in that way that I had more play with what I was able to do and try. And, um, we were able to invest some money in like, um, you know, paid auditions for casting directors and agents and um, right. like a commercial class and things like that, like taking classes and so I did get a lot of um, education in on-screen acting when I was in New York just by taking classes. So I hadn't really had that. And I think that helped me a lot as far as bringing authenticity to a role. Right. Because you're with on-screen, you're having to strip away a lot of the spectacle right. and go, is there really a character there? Yeah. And at its, you know, at its core, are you actually bringing something authentic to this role? Right. Um, and, and it also exposed me a lot to the industry and how it works. And I think the biggest thing as a Christian that it showed me was that I have to be intentional about what I say yes to and what I say no to, because especially as a new actor trying to get a start, the temptation is just to say yes all the time. Oh my gosh, please just like, just beg people, (laughs) just give me work. I'll take whatever. And especially being, um, a, a woman in her twenties in New York, it, a lot of the roles that I would see posted for were like a boy's coming of age story. And you're the girl that he like sleeps with as he, you know, or, um, or just stories that I didn't feel like I should be telling because they're not bringing truth and life to people. Right. And so I had, there were a lot of auditions I didn't ever go to because the other part of it is that if you audition and you are given a role, you don't, you're expected to take it yeah, and you're kind of blacklisting yourself or I don't know if that's the right word, but you're, you're putting a mark on your record. Right. I was not auditioning nearly as much as I could have because I would go to the casting notices and try to read and learn as much as I could. And often I couldn't learn much, Right. but I'm finding, I don't know if it's different just because I'm older and I've had more time to think about how to do this and pray about it. But um, these days I'm doing it differently where I am giving myself a lot more power to ask questions up front and, yeah. and put them on the spot and sort of interview them as well, right. which is, I don't think it's yes. expected, but I do it because right. I go, this is, wait a second. Like, why is it that actors are made powerless in this system of yeah. the way we do it? Um, it's not, that's not how it should be. And I think not only because like, oh, actors need you know, we need to like stand up and have power. It's, it's more, we need to take care of ourselves and do mm-hmm. what we feel is right. And, and I need to be able to follow the Lord mm-hmm. and to do that, I need information. And so I have now found that, you know, in Austin, as I've gone through 
um, audition postings, I will often, if there's not enough information, I'll reach out first before I ever say I'm going to audition. Wow. And I say, yeah. can you send me a copy of the script? And they will. Yeah. Or can you tell me more about this? Uh, or, or I will look up that director's other work and see what's their body of work. Like, what do they believe? What is their worldview? And can I trust them to take me in a direction that I'm going to be able to tell truth? And, and so I do a lot more research and I feel a lot more empowered to make good decisions because of that and so. prepared yeah oh my and goodness. prepared yeah like if you were a director and someone was like can i get the script i'd be like oh yes <laughs> they care so yes. much <laughs> i know i've also read right. full scripts before auditioning and then yeah of course you know the show so much better right uh i was i wanted to be in tv and film which is why i wanted to go to la first and uh and so what i was trying to do was do background work and sort of get my foot in that way you know and i'd be on set with these really famous people and i would i remember i was on set one time for fringe was it the show fringe i want to say anyway uh we were in some bar in brooklyn pretending it was nighttime and dancing to no music and in between takes i started talking to one of the actors who had a speaking role that day just like chatting him up a little bit and he was so kind and and normal and then he walked off and the person next to me was like he originated the role of Sweeney Todd on Broadway and I was like what oh my <laughs> so like these people are on right. set and even the day players that they've hired that are getting all these lines I'd look and, and there was I mean it just was burning inside me like I want to do this mm -hmm. like this it just made me want it more to, and like showed me more and more that yeah I don't want it I mean some people go into acting and then they're like oh I actually want to be a director or I actually want to be an agent or whatever yeah. and I keep going oh wow I really actually want to be an actor right. Um, but it just wasn't really working out. You know, I wasn't getting, um, the union waivers I wanted. Uh, I wasn't really, there wasn't really a way in through background work. I mean, in some ways, but not right. really. Uh, so what I found out finally about a year or a year and a half into being there was that if I did unpaid work in plays, like on stage, then that's how I would build a community. And it was all about who you know. And so, uh, I would, every time I was in a cast, I'd meet more actors and I'd have more people in the audience watching my work. And so they would, the phrase I learned was like work generates work. Yeah. So that was what yeah. I learned was the way in. And, and I started to feel momentum, but Chris and I had made again, back to marriage and like compromise. Uh, Chris and I had made an agreement that if I hadn't really gotten a break by two years in, then I would do something else. I would start making money, um, doing something more practical <laughs> and, uh, there. At this certain point, you were st you still had jobs though. You were, you had part time jobs. I did. So I he had meant like a career, two or three. Um, yeah, he meant more like sustainable. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I yeah. probably benefits and um yeah. something steady because yeah. the other ones I was sort of piecing together. And then I tore my ACL skiing, and then I was like trying to crutch to the bus. No. <laughs> it was terrible. Very low moments oh, no. of of my life. Uh, really, really hard. And yeah, so. I had gone to a workshop where the woman said, you know, you really have to give it three years as an actor in New York, but Chris and I had agreed on two. So I had that in my head, man, I wish I could do another year, but it just wasn't mm -hmm. what we'd agreed to. And out of love, I was like, well, I got to honor my commitment. So I got a job at the city university of New York. And then about six months later, Chris's job decided to transfer him to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And kind of like, uh, Ross and friends gets yeah. transferred from New York to Tulsa. Yeah. And so we went to Tulsa. So that was our next step. Yeah. And then Tulsa, I did a lot of community theater and grew a lot as an artist and got a lot more confidence and then decided to do uh, try again for an MFA. This was like five years later at this point. And I knew that I'd grown and I knew that 
um, I got an, a coach in Tulsa and worked with her and was almost, almost gave up on the audition process because Chris and I wanted to start trying more seriously for a family. And that seemed like it was just at odds with doing a degree program, but ended up getting encouragement from the coach and um, going through with it and getting accepted to Alabama. So we went for three years there and I did my MFA. What city did you live in Alabama again? Um, Tuscaloosa. Oh, okay. Yeah. I lived in Montgomery for a little bit. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's right. I you mean, said you were in Alabama for a, a while. A long time ago. Yeah. When we were younger. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Montgomery. Yeah. That's like more south, right? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was 13. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. And then you ended up here. Ended up here. And so what are you doing now? Now I, so after grad school, I felt like the next step was to try to hash out all of the conflicts that I experienced as a Christian doing acting. Cause it just seemed like two different worlds. Like it never seemed to really, um, resolve that conflict didn't and so I thought I got out of grad school and was kind of at first freaking out about like what's my next gig I got to get an agent as we moved to Austin um, which is back home for me Austin mm -hmm. is um, and we have a son now so this was a good move for family but I just thought well I mean do I need to like stress out about jumping into acting work and I, I prayed about it and thought about it and realized I need to I need to understand first before I go forward with acting work I need to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing and how to do it and and really take a pause in this journey and center right. myself in God's will and understand what is that even what does it even look like because I, I kept looking for resources and didn't really find them I there weren't people ahead of me it seemed saying this is what it looks like in my life at least to be a Christian and an actor and so I was just kind of piecing it together all the time so I thought well not only do I need to write this book to figure it out but I need to do it so that other people have that resource. And so I started writing a book while my son was in preschool. So it was like, you know, two or three mornings a week um, for about three hours. But I'd focus. I'd go to Starbucks and or Austin Java and I would focus and I would write. And so now um, so I've been working on that book. And then about a year or two into being here again, I started auditioning again and got back on stage and was just over the moon about that. So, yeah, I feel like you're in shows all the time. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're we've, thank you. we've agreed to two a year. So it's, oh, okay. I just talk about them a lot. Oh. <laughs> Facebook. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's hard as a mom too, cause mm. I directed a show when Jude was one. Wow. Yeah. It, and, it, you know, community theater, it's different when it's, like, your job and you're, at, you know, like, I'm at the school. But, um, and it was hard, but that was in a different city. So, yeah. I had to drive and, and all of that stuff. But after that, I was like, this was so exhausting. It was so great, but it was so exhausting. Yeah. Um, so, so you wrote the book. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, it's called The Power of Pretend. Mm -hmm. And, um... I, we have a little bit of time. I actually don't know. I just made that up. I don't know. <laughs> sure. We have a, a little bit of time. It's 9.50. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Okay. I have to get to a photo yeah. shoot for a show I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Another show. <laughs> so fun. awesome. Yeah. Living the life. Okay. So, um, so can you just give a quick overview of the book mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, sure. Um, so like Laura said, it's uh, the power of pretend and actors struggle to unite faith and work. And uh, it's being published by Sword and Swan Media House. 
and it's been a really great process to work with them to it's i remember reading donald miller's book uh, a million miles in a thousand years so basically he had written a book called blue like jazz they had made it into a movie but while they were basically editing his life <laughs> he learned so much about himself as a person that he had to write another book about that oh and um so that's what i feel like i feel like this is the getting out of grad school which is a whole story in itself grad school is but like having like now being a young mom or mom of like a little little kid and being married and being a christian and trying to be an actor and like what does that look like and then hashing it all out <clears throat> was like one long journaling session and then having somebody step in and be like okay let's like I had organized it, but like, let's really clean this down to the bones. Like, let's get all the fat off of this text, this manuscript, and let's um, let's get to the essentials, like the essence of what you're saying. And I think that even the process of editing it with John, who's one of the publishers, has clarified what I believe. Yeah, <laughs> it is interesting. Like, yeah, he's also a pastor, and so he would he'd like put into one word what I tried to say, say in a couple sentences yes. and even just that to go, Oh, that's my issue. That yeah. it's clear now. Yeah. You know, it, it's been very, very important for me as a person. Um, and hopefully for other people, because basically what I do is I share my story in the beginning, which is kind of what we've been talking about on this episode. Um, some of it into more detail and some of it into less. And then from there, it's like a three act structure from there. So we've got, uh, well, the exposition is my story, and then we've got obstacles. So all the things that have seemed to be in the way of me honoring God as an actor. And then the third act, so to speak, is trying to look to God and see how do we reconcile this? How do we actually honor God and think about acting in a way that is Christianly? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so one of the things... So I have read the longer version yeah wait quick question so when you're i say cutting a book yeah like when you're editing it mm -hmm. um are you not like cutting parts are you condensing and using different words because that what that was so crazy to me when you just said that because like you know how we cut scripts and we're like yeah cut these lines like is that what right. you're doing or is it more like taking the feeling of something and putting it into like a shorter sentence. Oh, that's such an interesting question. I've never thought about that. That's so very different from like, well, a script, obviously but. some of it would be like cutting a script because okay. some of it is saying I need to get this shorter and I, I'm going to take out right. all that's not essential okay. to the bones of the story. Yeah. But because you're the author, you get yeah. to change the words. Yes. So, um, okay. you might, there were, I mean, there are a couple of times I took a whole section and put it in a different yeah. part of the book. Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, it took out a lot of little words, like, yeah. or made contractions where there weren't. Um, but things like, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know, something where I would say it really poetically, like the way that my heart would express it, right. and then shorten it down during the editing process to like, this is a worship issue. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that it really, it's taught yeah. me a lot about language and how we use it and right. how often we use it to hide ourselves yes. from ourselves. Yeah. And we don't know what we're actually saying. Uh, kind of so, like what we were talking about earlier where we talk around things. We talk around things for ourselves too instead of just saying like, this is what it is. Yeah. I, mean? um, I feel like I do that a lot about myself. It's, but, it's so easy to do. Yeah. So um, I just want to mention this because when I read it this is the first thing that grabbed me and um I kind of wanted to 
have both of us talk about that. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up. And she is, we are going to do another podcast or two um, that kind of talk a little bit about some of the other issues. And then, um, yeah. So one of the things that grabbed me right off the bat, and this, for me, it was, I was so happy to find someone else who felt the same way. For other people, I don't know. They might be like, eh, you know, but um, t- tell the story about you watching this show. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> so we were in our first year in New York, and I don't. I think I was at home at our apartment by myself, and I decided to watch the Oscars. And I, because of my relationship with the Lord and how it tends to work, I when I'm alone, I'm not alone. Like I'm having a date with God, you know. Like or we're hanging out. Like this is intimate time with with my dad, and so. Uh, so God and I are watching the Oscars together and I, I was really moved. And then during some commercial break, I go into our bathroom and I just find myself weeping, like kneeling on our bathroom rug, just weeping. And it was what it felt like was this like, like, Oh, there's this huge download or like huge whoosh of God's love, like supernatural love for actors that just sort of got like put into me, um, in a way that I've seen play out over and over again, because I watch the way that my heart responds to being around actors. It, it feels like I'm compelled Mm -hmm. to show them love. It feels like I'm compelled to give them grace and to look past everything they're saying or all the ways that they might not want anything to do with God and see their hearts and just really want to meet them there and really want to love them. And so it is, uh, there's like that scene in Notting Hill, the movie. Did you ever see that? No. Okay. It was like 15 years ago, but it was Julia Roberts and, um, Hugh Grant, I think. And they, and so he's like a commoner and he meets her and she's a big celebrity and they walk into this restaurant and he hears some guys sitting around a table making lewd comments about her. Mm -hmm. And he wants to, he wants to defend her and she's like, no, I got this. And she walks up and like, you know, is sassy with them. But that has stuck with me that scene because I think it really bothers me the way that we talk about celebrities as though they are objects of yeah. our culture that we right. get to like throw around like a ball right. and make, have fun with. And they're not, they're people. And, yeah. and I see them like, yeah, not fully like God does, but I see them and I want to, I just want to go up and hug them and listen to them and give them things yeah. like pray right. for them because, um, because they're people. I don't think people get what actors are doing when they're acting right, yeah because it really is and singing is the same way if not more so on stage uh you are taking your heart and taking all the filth all the walls off of it and letting people look at it right and and you're projecting it out into an audience so that they can all feel it with you right. and so you're really it's incredibly vulnerable if you're doing it well and yeah. And so you're now in a place where your walls have been taken off for a while and you can get hurt more easily and you're taking a big risk as a person. And, right. and so I think people forget that because we're so used to seeing acting and we're so used to seeing it edited, you know, yeah. we're not seeing the effect. Right. We, when, or you don't know exactly when the book's coming out. Um, November is the plan. So okay. we're in the final stages of editing it and then it's going to be... Yeah, they're just okay. kind of final stages to be okay. done. So November is still the plan. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and we will have you on a couple more times, one cool. or two more times. And 
Um, thank you for telling your story and for you being vulnerable because yeah. it's important. And I think you have a lot of really great things to say and um, the audience needs to hear them. So, Thanks, all right. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in the next episode.